Matthew chapters 26, verses 24 through 26. Amen. Matthew chapter 16. We want to thank everybody that's joining us online. Amen. I know we have some people that are ill, uh, that are joining us online. We want to thank them for their faithfulness online. Amen. Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 through 26. that worship just makes you thirsty amen it's good to have our visitors back in the house this morning amen the Bible says this then Jesus said to his disciples if anyone desires to come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Amen. This morning, I want to teach on this topic for just a little bit. On Jesus, I surrender. Somebody repeat that with me. Jesus, I surrender. Jesus, I surrender. Father, we love you and we appreciate you, Lord. We thank you for the reading of your word. Lord, we're just so excited to receive of you this morning, Lord Jesus. We ask you just to pour out a blessing upon us of your word, Lord, so that we can walk out of this place just a little bit different than the way we walked in. We will always give you the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all may be seated this morning in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We just want to thank the Lord. Amen. This morning. Amen. And we are so excited in uh, what God is doing in this place and what he's getting ready. Amen. To do in this place. And it's such an excitement and it's such a joy. Amen. To see what he's doing in the lives. Amen. Of those that are here in the pews and those that are watching from online. Amen. All I can say is God is good. Can somebody say amen? Amen. God is good all the time and all the time God is good. Amen. But I would like to start out uh, today's sermon, today's teaching, amen, by saying that the Lord has great plans for those who are willing to submit and for those who are willing to surrender to him in total dedication. Amen. The Lord's not looking for people uh, that are half-hearted. The Lord is not looking for people that are undecisive. Amen. He is looking for those that are willing to submit to him and to surrender to him in total dedication because uh, 
That is what he did for you, and that is what he did for me. He didn't go halfway to the cross. He didn't go three quarters of the way to the cross. He went all the way to Calvary, and he allowed himself to be nailed to that old rugged cross. Amen. Because he had you and he had me on his mind. Amen. Can somebody say amen? And so God is looking for a people today that are willing to submit and to surrender to him in total and complete dedication. Amen. And in this portion of scripture that we read, amen, we find that Jesus uses two powerful words that should stand out to each and every one of us this morning. Especially in the times that we are living in today. Amen. You can just... Click on the news or you can just be out there in public and you can see, amen, that there is a lot of hatred. There is a lot of uh, confusion. There is a lot of animosity and a lot of people don't even know why they're mad. They don't know why they hate or don't even know why they're confused. Uh, They're only doing it because the crowd is angry or because the crowd is hateful or because the crowd is confused. And so then I must have to be confused with them or then I must have to be angry with them. Uh, Amen. But in this portion of scripture... God uses two powerful words that should stand out to us this morning, especially in the times that we're living in today. Amen. He starts out these scriptures, Sister Janelle, by he's saying this. He says, if anyone. He doesn't single out a a particular group. He doesn't single out a, a certain type of people. He says, if anyone. And these two words, uh, uh, they, what they do is they place a stamp of, of eligibility. They place a, a stamp of eligibility for you and I, amen, for each one of us today, uh, male or female or, or young and old, amen, or black or white uh, or yellow or brown, uh, whether you're rich or poor, hallelujah, or, or you're somewhere in between. Uh, the invitation was given out to anyone and to everyone. The invitation invitation was extended to you and I. The invitation was extended to those, uh, hallelujah, of color, whatever color of their skin, uh, whatever uh, uh, the pedigree that they come from, uh, whatever side of the tracks that you grew up on, whether you grew up on the poor side of the tracks uh, or on the good side of the tracks, whether you, you're in a gated community or you're not in a gated community. Uh, it didn't matter the, the social status uh, or whether they were educated and had a degree or not hallelujah it didn't matter Uh, Jesus Christ came for all hallelujah that would receive him uh, that would submit to him uh, and that would surrender their life in total dedication to him it didn't matter who it was Uh, he says if anyone will follow me He opened it up. The invitation was for everybody, uh, everybody's family, uh, everybody's co-workers, uh, everybody's aunts and uncles. It was an invitation to everybody. Can somebody say amen? But for you and I to accept this invitation, a decision must be made. To accept this invitation, it is up to you and it is up to me today to make a decision. 
It is up to me and it is up to you today uh, to make a choice. Hallelujah. This is a choice that you and I have to make personally. And we have to make it today. Because my Bible says that tomorrow is not promised unto you. You don't know if you're going to live to see tomorrow. You don't know if the rapture is going to take place right now as we sit in this service. uh, That God could come for his church right now at this moment and at this time. Uh, Have you made that choice? Uh, Have you decided to submit? Uh, Have you decided to surrender to God Almighty uh, so that you can make heaven your home? Amen. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Because all throughout the Bible, especially with the disciples uh, that followed him uh, after Jesus, uh, the, the ones that followed after Jesus, they had to make a choice. They had to make a decision right then and there. God walked up on the scene and he looked at them and he says two words. He says, follow me. And there were some that wanted to go back home and say goodbye to their family. Uh, There were some that wanted to go home uh, and bury their father. Uh, There were some that wanted to go home and do certain things. And God says, no, uh, let the dead bury the dead and let that stuff take care of itself. Uh, I want you today to follow me. And so I truly believe with all of my heart today, church, that a decision needs to be made. And this is more for the visitor. This is more for, you know, how many of you here are, are, are members of CRC? Amen. So you've already made that decision. You've already taken that step and said, God, uh, I'm willing to surrender my life to you. I'm willing to submit. Uh, Amen. But there are some people that have been visiting for a little while that are still a little bit undecisive and they really don't know. And that's okay. Uh, But God is asking you to take it to prayer. God is asking you to ask yourself, amen, uh, do you want to live a blessed life or do you want to live a mediocre life? Uh, Do you want to live a blessed life or do you want to live the life that you been living in today uh, that might be full of chaos, uh, that might be full of uh, uh, distractions, it might be full of whatever it is, uh, God can give you a better way of life. I don't know about you, church, but I thought I was living the blessed life before I came to the Lord. I thought my life was all right, Brother uh, brother Howard. I thought it was okay, uh, but little did I know uh, that God wanted to take me to a level that I could not fathom, uh, and I couldn't get there uh, without God stepping into my life uh, and removing the old so that he can put in the new uh, so that I could shine for his honor and his glory. And so we're not living a blessed life. We're not living the good life until we're living it in God. Until we're living it in the Lord. And so the same way that these 12 disciples, uh, that God came to them and God spoke to them uh, and God went to them, uh, the same way that some of them dropped their nets and gave up their boats uh, and left the tax table and those, uh, this was all done by their own accord. Why? Because Jesus does not force anyone to do anything. 
Jesus will not force you to serve him. Jesus will not force you to pray. Jesus will not force you to get into his word. Jesus will not force you. Can somebody say amen? The Bible says this in the book of Revelations, chapter 3 and verse 20. We're looking at the decision because Jesus Christ was standing with the disciples and he says, hey, if anyone desires to follow after me, they need to deny themselves. They need to pick up their cross. Can you say amen? You know, a lot of times, sister, we want to get to the cross. Amen. And uh, we want to we want the we want to wear the crown, but we don't want to walk the walk. We don't want to walk the walk of suffering. We don't want to walk the walk of persecution. We don't want to walk. The, oh, that's a hard road to walk. But give me the cross. Uh, give me the crown. Give me the blessings. Give me the jewels. And so today is a day that you and I need to make a decision. We need to make a choice. Amen. And just like the disciples on their own free will submitted themselves and dedicated their lives to the Lord. That's what the Lord is looking from, from you and I. In the book of Revelations chapter 3 and verse 20, the Bible says, Jesus says this, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Again, right there, he says, if anyone, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter who your, your, your family is. It doesn't matter your status. It doesn't matter how good you think you are. He says, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. And so right there we see again, God is giving us, asking us to make a choice. He says, hey, I'm standing at the door of your heart and I'm knocking and I'm knocking and I'm knocking and I'm knocking. But it's up to you and I to open the door and allow God to come in and to be part of our life and to come in and to sit at the table with us and to come in and to dine with us. It is our choice, it is our decision to open that door or to leave God out and say, I don't need you in my life. I got it all under control. I know how to make my own decisions. I know what's going on. I know what time it is, Jesus. You don't understand my situation. You can't help my situation. This is something I got to do on my own. But God says, hey, I'm knocking and if you need some help, if you need something that's greater than you, if you need something that's bigger than you, then open the door and let me in. Amen. And so God is a gentleman. He's not going to come and, and kick your door in and, and knock it off the hinges. He's going to stand there. And just like anyone else, have you ever gone to somebody's house and knocked and nobody answers? You know how you do it when Jehovah's Witnesses knock on your door? You're not expecting company. And you got that feeling, you think you know who it is, 
Amen. It's the watchtower people. And you go and you peep through the hole. You make everybody be quiet. You turn down the TV or you turn down the radio. And you go over there and you're tippy-toeing so they don't hear you coming to the door. And you peek through the hole and you're like, nope, I'm not answering the door. And you walk away real slow. You back up. Huh? But you see, it sounds funny, but that's what some people are doing with the Lord. It sounds funny, huh? But that's what some people are doing with the Lord, where he's rolling up on your house unannounced. You see, because Jesus is just going to show up like that. And he goes to your house and he knocks on the door. And we look through the people and we see that Jesus is standing right there. And we back up real slow. Hallelujah. And we leave Jesus out there. And you know what happens, especially with the JWs? You know what they do? You know, they, they go to the next house. And they go to the next house and they go to the next house and they go to the next house you know we knock them but how many of us are knocking on doors and going to the next house and going to the next house and going to the next house to talk to people about our God God I give them so much credit because they're out there in the heat. They're out there on their bicycles. They show up on a corner in a van full of people and they harvest the whole neighborhood. Amen. And so just like you and I, when God knocks on the door, when we knock on the door and nobody answers, we go to the next one and we go to the next one. And Jesus Christ is doing the same thing. He's saying, okay, you don't want me in your life. That's fine. I'm going to find somebody that does. You don't want to be blessed. That's fine. I'm going to go and be with somebody that does. I'm going to dust my feet off in front of this door and I'm going to walk and take my bag of blessings somewhere else. Amen. Because that's the reality, isn't it, Brother Daniel? When you knock on somebody's door and they don't open, what do you do? You're going to go to the next one. And somebody finally is going to open the door and you're going to be able to talk to them. You're going to be able to witness to them. Whether you're providing a service or you're building a business or you're just taking the love of God to somebody's house, you're out there knocking on doors. And God says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, then I will come into him and I will dine with him. You know, when you dine with somebody, that's an intimate setting. When I go and I dine with my wife and we're by ourselves, it's an intimate time between her and I. Where we can talk and we can fellowship and we can hold hands. Amen. And maybe a little kiss or something. I don't know. She doesn't like to kiss in public. Amen. But, you know, something intimate. Amen. Now, I'm not saying for you guys to go and start making out in a booth. All crazy like your teenagers. Amen. 
But he says, I'll come in and dine with you. In other words, I'm going to come in and I'm going to sit at the table and hear what you have to say. I'm going to sit at the table and, and we're going to talk about some stuff. Whatever it is that's on your mind, whatever it is that's on your heart, I'm going to come in and I'm going to dine with you. It's going to be an intimate setting. It's going to be an intimate time where you're going to get to know me and I'm going to get to know you. But in order for that to happen, we have to open the door. Amen. And the Lord may, may equip us with wonderful talents and he may equip us with wonderful gifts. Uh, he may give you the voice, sister or brother. He may give you the voice of an angel. But you have to make the decision to use that voice for God. He may give you the gift of teaching or he may give you the gift of preaching or he may give you the gift of whatever it is that he placed inside of you. But you have to decide to accept the calling in your life. You have to decide. You and I have to make the decision to pick up our cross. You and I have to make the decision to surrender it all, heart, mind, and soul, and follow him. Amen. Is it going to be tough? Yes, it's going to be tough. Are there going to be bumps on the road? Yes, there are going to be bumps on the road. Are there going to be potholes on the road? Yes, just like there is in the natural, there's going to be in the spiritual. But God is saying, hey, follow after me. Pick up your cross. Deny yourself and watch how your life is going to be turned around. Hallelujah. He's just like the song says, I'll turn your mourning into dancing amen God is looking for a people that will make the decision today and that will come and say Jesus I surrender it all I surrender But how do we take up our cross and follow him? How do we take up our cross and follow him? We do it by being 100% in our heart. The only way we're going to be able to pick up our cross and follow him is that if we know without a shadow of a doubt, 100% certain in our hearts of who Jesus Christ really is. You have to know him. You're not going to follow after somebody that you don't know. You're not going to follow after a stranger. You're not going to follow after somebody that is not uh, has nothing in common with you. The Bible says, how can two people walk together if they don't agree? And so in order for us to take up our cross and to follow God, we truly have to know who he is 100% in our life. Do you know him, church? 
Sister, do you really know him? Do you have an intimate relationship with him or do you just know his name? Because if you just know his name, that just makes you his acquaintance. We have to know him. We have to be certain 100% in our hearts of who Jesus Christ really is. Amen. The Bible says this in the book of Matthew chapter 16. None of this is new. Amen. None of, this goes all the way back to the days of the, of the apostles and the disciples when they made the decision to follow after Christ. Matthew 16, verses 13 through 17, we're talking about how do we, how do we uh, uh, take up our cross and how do we follow him? Well, we got to be 100% certain in our hearts of who Jesus Christ really is. And in Matthew 16, verses 13 through 17, the Bible says this. It says, when Jesus came into the region of Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, he said, who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered. He looked at him and he said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Amen. And so before we can truly follow Jesus, we must be certain in our own hearts of who Jesus Christ really is. Amen. We can't take our grandmama's word for it. Uh, we can't take our granddaddy's uh, word for it. Uh, we can't take our mommy's uh, or our daddy's word for it. Heck, uh, we can't even take the preacher's word for it. We have to have our own intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to know exactly who he is. Amen. And before we can totally and truly pick up our cross and follow him, we must believe that he is the Lord and that he is the king. And when we make him our Lord and we make him our king, then he can become our savior. There's a process, church, that needs to take place. We can be in the, in the church for years and years and, and never really know who God is. If somebody were to come to you right now, a co-worker or a, a, a neighbor, and, and say, hey, I, I know you go to church, and, and, and you know, well, talk to me about Jesus. What are you going to say? Oh, he healed people. He healed the blind. Is that all you know about him? Is that he healed people? Oh, God is good. Okay, why is he good? Oh, he's just good all the time. Well, why is he good all the time? You know, when somebody come and ask you about so-and-so, hey, you know so-and-so? Oh, yeah, I know. So you know all the cheese man so-and-so. But do we know the cheese man Jesus? Can we get into one of those full-on conversations about Jesus? 
about what he likes and about what he doesn't like and about what he approves of and what he doesn't approve of? Are we afraid to say what he doesn't approve of? Amen. We're living in a time where everything is acceptable now. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't hate people. I love everyone. It doesn't matter whether you're homosexual or you're a lesbian or, or you're a drunk or you're an addict or you're an adulterer or you're a, a whatever it is. I love you, but I hate the sin. Because that's what my Bible says, to hate the sin. And so you're not going to know these things until you have an intimate relationship with him. Can somebody say amen? Oh, it's real quiet. Let's give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Amen. We're teaching the Bible this morning. Amen. We're called to love everybody. It don't matter. I get along with everybody. I talk to everybody. I love everybody. But it doesn't mean that I approve of your lifestyle. Because God doesn't approve of your lifestyle. And if God doesn't approve of it, and you ask me about it, then I got to let you know. Amen? Amen. And so our relationship with him, with Jesus Christ, it must supersede all other relationships. Amen? It must supersede all other relationships. And we are tr when we are truly surrendered, when all things uh, and when all relationships are placed in his hand, when we place our marriages in his hands, uh, when we place our, our children in his hands, uh, when we place our employment in his hands, when we place our, our hobbies and our, our home and our money and our finances, uh, when we place everything that is connected to us uh, in his hands, uh, I can guarantee you today, church, uh, that he can do a much better job uh, than you or I could ever dream of doing when we put it all into his hands everything about us everything in us everything around us God has to supersede every relationship that we have because he can do a much better job than you and I can ever imagine. Amen. Don't get me wrong, church. We need each other. Amen. We need to pray for one another. We need to lift each other up. Uh, we need to help each other out. When The Bible says that when somebody falls, when one falls, then go to your brother. Uh, go to your sister and, and help, them, uh, help them up. But be careful that you don't fall into whatever they're doing. That you don't get caught up in it. So we are called to serve. We are called to love people. We are called to, to go and help people out. Amen. But we are also called to surrender it all to the Lord. I'm 
That is our calling. That once we, we decide and once we make the choice, that we stand there and we say, God, I give it all to you. God, I surrender everything to you. Heart, mind, and soul, my family, my children, my money, my finances, my whatever it is, my education, I give it all to you and I, I place it in your hands because he can do a much better job. Remember, it was Jesus that calmed the storm on the sea, not the disciples. It was Jesus that healed the sick. It wasn't the disciples. Our Father in heaven gave Jesus Christ all power in heaven and earth. It was all given to him by the Father. The Bible says, Amen. Oh, you guys look bad at me today. I'm not trying to anger you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to encourage you to surrender it all to God. God can do a better job than we can. And so I feel it in my heart, I feel it in my spirit today that somebody here today needs to repeat after me and say this, Jesus, oh man, that was weak, hallelujah. Somebody needs to say, Jesus, today I surrender it all, oh hallelujah. Hey, man, you know that was just recorded in heaven? I got you guys. I bamboozled you. You got bamboozled. No, don't say that. Amen. We fooled you. Now you got to do it. Because it's been recorded in heaven. Amen. But I know I didn't need to fool you because I believe truly in all everything that I have in me that you desire to serve the Lord, that you desire to surrender it all. But sometimes it's hard. Pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I've been having. to. You haven't walked in my shoes. Well, you're right. I haven't walked in your shoes. But I know someone who has. And his name is Jesus Christ. And he stands at the door of your heart. And he's knocking and he's waiting for you to answer it so he can come into your life amen we have to know who he is peter's wife didn't reveal it to him his family or his friends didn't reveal it to him he saw firsthand who jesus christ really was and because he saw it, because he saw the miracles, because he saw the signs, because he saw the wonders, because he saw how people flocked to Jesus, because he saw what they did, how he changed lives, and how he transforms lives, those that are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost, those, those actions, those things, Jesus. Jesus dining with him, Jesus supping with him, Jesus having conversations with him, him getting to know and opening the door. That's how he knew who Jesus Christ was.
Somebody tell your neighbor, you got to have your own relationship with him. Come on. It's all right. You got to have your own relationship with him. We can't go by what our our family says uh, or what our mother says uh, or what our father says uh, or what our tios and tias that never even go to church. uh, All of a sudden they have opinion uh, on Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Not even what the pastor says. Don't take what I'm saying uh, for face value. Go home uh, and open up your word. Uh, Go home and study your Bible. Uh, Go home and pray and fast uh, and have your own relationship with God. Can somebody give them a hand praise this morning? <clears throat> we have to surrender, church. God will not move in your life. <clears throat> God will not move in your situation if you are not truly 100% surrendered. We got to be repented. We got to come to the Lord and say, God, I take off my life and I put on yours. When we can truly do that and we can walk away from our bad habits and and we can walk away from that hidden sin and we can walk away from those things, then we can truly say, God, I surrender to you. Amen. I'm talking about a complete surrender today. Did God what I did last night or God what I did yesterday or God what I did last week or last month, uh, I surrender it today. Will somebody today make that choice with me? Will somebody today make that decision with me and with others today that God, I'm done, I'm through, I'm tired of being sick and tired. I'm tired of having this hidden sin in my life. I'm tired of feeling this way. I'm tired of acting this way. I'm tired of living this lifestyle. I'm tired of the same old outcome. I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. And today with everybody else in this place uh, I surrender we have to know who he is and we have to deny ourselves he said follow me and deny yourself this one is difficult This one is a difficult one because that means that we are no longer in control of our life. That's what that means. When I surrender and I deny myself, that means I'm no longer in control. That means I no longer decide. That means that I no longer operate the way that I used to operate. When you surrender it all to Jesus, 
When you follow Jesus, that means he is leading you. That means, you know, when, 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 you're, when somebody's following you, what does that mean to follow somebody? What does that mean? Come here, Daniel. What does this mean? If I'm going to follow Reverend Daniel and he's going to walk that way and I'm following him, what does that mean? That means if he turns left, I turn left. That means if he turns right, then I turn right. Why? Thank you, brother. Because he is leading me. I'm following him. And so Jesus says, hey, you got to deny yourself. I know you want to go to the left, but I'm going to the right. I know you want to go to the right, but I, I'm going to the left. And if you're going to follow me, if you're going to deny your will, if you're going to deny your pleasures, if you're going to deny what you want, then you're going to follow me. And I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. And if I turn left, then you go left. If I turn right, then you go right. If I go straight or backwards, wherever I go, you're following me. And you're carrying your cross. And you're doing away with what you want to do. You're no longer in control of your life. That's why it's so difficult. That's why many people fall away from the Lord. And they lose out on God. It's too difficult to serve God. He requires too much from me. So we would rather serve the world and the God of this world because He is easier to follow after. The Apostle Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 31. He says, I affirm by the boasting in which in you, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Apostle Paul says, I die daily. Every day he dies. Because every day his flesh wants to do something different. Every day his desire is something different. Every day his flesh wants to take him out into the world. Remember, it was the Apostle Paul that says, Man, I'm struggling in my heart and in my mind and in my soul. He says, Man, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I should do, I don't do. And the things that I shouldn't do are the things that I'm doing. He says, Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of flesh and then the answer is given your deliverance is going to come from the Lord Jesus Christ when you deny yourself when you put away your pleasures when you put away your own desires and allow him to be your Lord amen Hey, man, I know some of the visitors are looking at me. They're scared. They're afraid. They're like, I got to do all that. I got to surrender my life. I got to get. Let me tell you something. It's not that bad. It really isn't. Ask some of the members who've been in the church for, for some time, and they'll share with you. I'll share with you where I was at before I surrendered my life to the Lord. Brother Greg will share with you 
where he was at before he surrendered his life to the Lord. Brother Ernest, Brother Howard, Brother Daniel, Brother Oscar, my wife will share with you. And it'll blow your mind and you'll think to yourself, man, the Lord pulled you out of that? The Lord delivered Brother Frank from that? The Lord delivered Sister June from that? Oh, my God. Can you say amen? Amen. And the Bible says this in the book of Titus, chapter 2, 11 through 14. It says, for the grace of God that brings salvation. For the grace of God, it's by his grace and by his mercy that brings salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us. That denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, we should live righteously, and we should live godly in this present age. We got to already be doing it. Amen. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed. Amen. And so basically what, what the Bible is saying to us right there is that we cannot follow Jesus and the world. Because we cannot serve two masters. And this is the source of the problem with most Christians today. We want to follow Jesus on Sundays and the world all the other days of the week. Amen. We come in on Sunday and we, we, we dress a certain way and we, we look a certain way and we... Uh, put on the, the proper dress, the proper church dress. Amen. But what happens when we're out there in the world? Amen. Now all of a sudden we change that proper church dress into a nightclub dress. Or now no longer I'm not wearing my Sunday suit on Sunday or slacks. Now I'm walking around with this crazy stuff showing all my whole body. Amen. We're only Christian on Sunday, but we're of the world all the other days of the week. Why don't you wear those clothes that you wore on Saturday on Sunday to church? Oh, God wouldn't approve of that. You cannot serve two masters. And so today... A decision needs to be made. Today, you need to choose, just like Joshua, amen, told the congregation of people to choose you this day whom you will serve. Today, a choice needs to be made that, Lord, I'm no longer going to be half-hearted. I'm no longer going to serve two masters. I'm no longer going to uh, play the part. I'm no longer. I'm going to surrender it all the way I am on Sunday. Uh, that's how I'm going to be all the days of the week. Why? Because I'm surrendered to you, and I want to please you, and I want to honor you, and I want to glorify you in my life. Amen. Amen. 
He said, follow me. He said, follow me. Amen. I'm going to close with this scripture here this morning. That is found in the book of Isaiah. Chapter 45, verses 2 and 3. And you say, Pastor, man. You know, church, I don't know how you live when you leave here. I don't know who you hang with. I don't know who your friends are. You know, a pastor taught me very young in the Lord. And I and I and I truly hold this dear to my heart and some may say you know pastor doesn't visit as often or pastor doesn't come over my house or pastor doesn't spend too much time with me and it's it's not that I don't want to and it's not that I don't desire to but a pastor told me one time he says be careful with going to people's houses as a pastor. Because if you happen to walk in and see something and then you preach about it or you teach about it, then they're, they're going to think, well, pastor's only saying that because he came to my house. And so I don't know what's going on in your house. I don't know what's happening in your marriage. I don't know what's happening in your relationships. All I know is that the word of God is saying to us today to make a choice and to surrender it all, to surrender everything. He wants you to surrender past hurts and he wants you to surrender uh, bitterness and unforgiveness. He wants you to surrender your will to his will. Amen. He wants you to surrender. That's the only way he can do anything in your life is if you surrender. And don't do it for your husband. Don't do it for your wife. Don't do it for your children. Don't do it because you're, you need a blessing or you need a healing. Do it because God is asking you to do it. He is standing at the door of your heart. And he's knocking. church I don't serve the Lord because of my wife I don't serve the Lord because of of my children I serve the Lord because what I need him to do in my life without God in my life church I'm wretched you don't want me around unless God is with me And the minute you find out I'm not in the Lord no more, do not open your door to me. 
because I will rob you. I will do certain things because that's what my God delivered me from. And God can deliver you today too. But you have to make a choice to submit and to surrender. Isaiah chapter 45, verses 2 and 3. It says, I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places so that you may know that I, the Lord, who called you by your name, am the God of Israel. He says, I will make those things that are crooked, I will make them straight. He says, those iron gates that have you bound, I'll break them into pieces. And those hidden treasures, I will give them to you. Because he is your God. And because he loved you before you even loved yourself. Let us all stand this morning. God that is in you, the God that dwells inside of you, the God that lives in you must reflect to the world. We are a reflection of Him. We are created in his likeness. We are ambassadors of him. But only if we surrender it all. Who's ready to make a choice today? Who's ready to make a decision today? Say, God, Pastor, I didn't think I was going to have to choose today. Tomorrow is not promised, church. And, and it's not about how you look and it's not about where you're at in society it's not whether you're male or female it's not even about how you're dressed because our standards isn't what's going to get us into heaven our character our behavior our attitude 
how we live our life is what's going to open those gates of heaven. But God is looking for somebody today. Whether you're here today or whether you're online watching. To make a choice. To surrender it all. I want to open up this altar, but I want to open it up to those who are serious today. To those who, I'm sure those that are already surrendered are going to run. But maybe you're unsure now. Maybe at one time you were totally surrendered and now you don't know where you're at. You don't know where you find yourself. and You're undecisive and you're at that fork in the road and you don't know whether you want to go left or whether you want to go right. Or maybe it's foggy or maybe it's hazy or maybe you're in the wilderness and you can't see Jesus in front of you. He's saying if you make a choice today, everything in your life will begin to get clear again. But you have to decide and you have to surrender. Amen. This altar is open.